Welcome to the Bourbon Library After Hours. On this podcast, Ryan and I reflect back on past episodes, give the bourbon another taste, and explore a little deeper into our family dynamic. After Hours starts now. And welcome to another episode of After Hours. On this episode, we will be reflecting on our old granddad episode, which you hosted. And uh, it's a longie, but goodie. It is definitely a longie, but goodie. A lot of history, a lot of Harry S. Truman, uh, which, uh, you know, a lot of people I think liked. Nice nice guy overall, seems. Uh, He and his wife loved old granddad. And uh, there's enough archival quotes to pull some stuff together. It's kind of fun. Uh, giving his speech a listen. Um, yeah, it's just sort of a very presidential episode. Yeah, you had that theme going there for a minute, which ends up being really I'd, cool. And it's kind of, it makes sense. It's like his, history, I love presidents history. mark moments in history, at yeah. least in four-year yeah. periods, eight-year yeah. periods. They're also sort of representative of the pulse of a country. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Supposed to be, at least. Unfortunately, they do reflect the country in yeah. certain times. <laughs> um, uh, well, let's let's talk about this particular bottle for ooh, one second. I smell, I know it's, so we do drink the bottle and bond in the episode. Yeah. Um, and this is not the bottle and bond. This is the 80 proof. Um, but I, I smell the essence of old granddad. Like I know oh, that smell. Yeah. I, I mean, think I could pick this out in a blind taste. So test. old granddad has Easy peasy. three, three bottles. They have their 80 proof. They have their bottle and bond, which is a hundred proof. And then they have the OGD 114, which is 114 proof. Uh, and I often refer to as like the autumn bourbon mm-hmm. because that's what someone told me and I'm sticking to it. Uh, makes sense. Don't love the 80 proof. Um, that's pretty consistent across the board with 80 proof bourbons for me. Um, I think for me, I feel like 80 proof is like a watered down bourbon meant to entice maybe a first time drinker or uh, mostly, frankly, I think it's a way to sell more bourbon. I was going to say, it's just, it's just, yeah. You, it's sort of the max you, amount of water you might inject into. Before it's no Before no it's good. nothing. And doesn't really count as bourbon, which 80 proof is the limit, right? I mean, that's the lowest you can go in proof, I believe. Um, uh, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, it is. It it's makes right. Sense. Um, but this episode is really fun because uh, we talk a lot about bottle and bond. And bottle and bond, uh, listen to the episode because we go into great detail about it. I don't want to tell you all about it right now, but. We all agree it's a great place to start with the bourbon, and I and and for my money, Old Granddad Bottle and Bond is actually one of my very favorite bourbons. Hundred um, percent. It's one of the first bourbons that I just I don't know I like connect with a really special, a lot of special memories really. But like I uh, I had a, a I started to like it, and someone brought it on a trip that uh, of uh, that I went on in, in the Catskills for like uh, sort of an extended week out where no internet. Had to cook all the meals on a fire, and I drank OGD the whole week, and it was just really special. Like I just like, it made all the sense in the world in that setting. I remember that. That's you were the one who brought OGD into all of our lives. It just came out of nowhere. You just and it yeah. is a very affordable yes. bourbon. I mean, we're talking twenty dollar range. Uh, even the one fourteen is like twenty five dollars. You should never pay more than twenty eight dollars for it. Um, it's interesting smelling. It almost like smells like more alcohol. 
than other than higher proof bourbons just yeah. because it's like well on the nose you're getting a and it's a high it's a high rye mash bill uh from the jim beam family um which i've come to realize actually is probably my sort of favorite family it's definitely your family um i love knob creek uh i like uh the old granddad i like uh what else is in the jim beam family I don't know. Um, there's some more stuff in Bakers, there. Bakers, bookers, it's all the bees. It's all the bees. Uh, but but Knob Creek and Old Granddad, especially those are two good bourbons that I I, I found myself drinking consistently, more consistently, and enjoying, um, and realized they're part of sort of the same group, even though they share uh, somewhat different mash bills. Um, what do you, what do you get on the nose of this guy? Coming back. To I mean, it. it's 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 cooking spice for me. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. I Definitely I get the spice. like. The dill, I can't unthink that. Oh, like basil Hayden, mm-hmm. for example, another one in the in the in the group. Yeah, I don't get the dill. I get it in the basil Hayden. I don't get it so much in the old granddad. I smell it. I can't. You can't unsmell it. Yeah, I don't. Like I said, don't oh. love the eighty proof. Yeah, uh, it's I just, get it. I see where it's going. If it mellowed out and like got sweeter, yeah, yeah. and a little on higher proof to yeah. bring out the, all those. More flavor. I want less, flavors yeah. in these things. It's, That's it's a thing. watered down. It's watered down. It's wa- it's good whiskey and watered down, and uh, you know, and bottled and bond is really Quite literally f- watered down. Yeah, uh, bottled and bond is really fun, and I think for anyone who's like, like I said, I think the eighty proof is the is sort of like the sort of starter bourbon for people because it it, it doesn't quite have the sizzle uh, of a higher proof bourbon, but. For, for what it's worth, I think a bottle and bond starting at 100 proof and really going up is kind of the way to go. Uh, you know, there are lots of good uh, bourbons in the 86 range. Um, I think they start to get good around then. But the fact is, uh, bottle and bond is also, there's a series of regulations, right? And, and so you're sort of, these all these different bourbons are forced to compete uh, based around the same set of rules. Mm-hmm. And so that's really interesting because then that's where the mash bill and, and, um, the way you store your barrels and, and that kind of thing have have a, a larger factor and can be judged against another bourbon because it's hard to say one bourbon is better than another because it's like saying one delicious pie is better than another delicious pie. And the fact is all pies are equal. Well, okay. Some pies suck. Some pies suck. Like if there were... Don't love blueberry pie. All right. Well, we'll talk about it after. I like banana cream pie. Have you had a blueberry apple cinnamon pie? No, it sounds delicious, though. It's potentially one of the best combinations. Mm-hmm. I do want to say about this bourbon, I it's like the middle. Like the, the nose is a little harsh. The taste, the first hit, like in the middle of my tongue and the mouth yeah. feels nice. And then the aftertaste is not good. I would say like a sweaty sock, not good. Of the like 80 specifically? Of the 80 specifically. I would say the bottle and bond is a much better finish. And that is going to come from, I'm guessing, the 20 points proof higher. I don't, yeah, that's the thing that, because there isn't as much flavor in there. Yeah. Because it is it is watered down, you lose a lot of the finish. And that's why we like the higher proof bourbons too, oh. right? Because they have stronger, longer finishes. And if you know anything about the Bayless Brothers, it's that we like a stronger, longer finish. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's always correlated with that proof. It does have to do with lots of factors. But yeah, you're yeah. not going to get 
a long finish on a lower proof. That's 100%. Here's something I think about, though, all the time. Or Prove old granddad. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Come at me. Uh, <laughs> old granddad, I think, is one of the most iconic looking bottles of all of them. And that's why, I mean, it is, it's been around a long time. It looks old and it is old. But uh, yeah, I, lo- I love that orange and that black label with the, with uh, Hayden on it. Yeah. Um, Meredith. Meredith Hayden. Is that it? Yes, I think so. Meredith. Um, it's a beautiful name. It is Mr. a beautiful. Hayden. It is a beautiful name. Uh, but here's something I think about old granddad. I, I always kind of wonder, I'm like, should I, should I like save some of the bottles? You know, like the 114 maybe or the bottle and bond, just like store them down in the basement. I feel like at some point, you know, Pappy Van Winkle's at the top of the the food chain. Uh, so, so to speak, uh, and that's—I mean—it's a great bourbon, great tasting bourbon, beautiful legacy. You know, we're we're uh, descendants of the Van Winkles, and we're we're uh, you <laughs> quick know, plug. I know, just a quick plug. Please send us bourbon. Uh, we are actual descendants of the Van Winkles, um, which I talk about a lot. But you know, at some point, something else is going to—you know—there's going to be a favor switch or something. Somebody's going to want. Uh, you know, something special could just pop up. So I always think about that with old granddad. Like maybe one day it, it it's not as around it's not around as much. Yeah, its availability decreases and the demand goes up. And demand goes up, it could become a, a coveted I, bourbon, I, and it's fun that way. It looks like it should be a coveted bourbon. I feel like especially the um, hundred, the bottle and bond, yeah. and the one fourteen are like very affordable, attainable daily drinkers. Yes. Not that you need to drink yes. every day, but it's but one if of you those. Do, yeah, it's, like it's we a do. common. <laughs> it's it's super common to have. It would be easy to get almost anywhere, and it's it's solid, especially the hundred proof in the one fourteen, and it's it's just good to have around, and like it's affordable, everything you want, all the above. This is what I think. Old granddad, I think of our granddad. <laughs> Who who enjoys a glass of vodka pretty much every day? A couple couple glasses of vodka every day, and as a result, he tends to buy cheaper vodkas. Mm-hmm. You, when you buy a cheaper vodka, it's never good. It just isn't. The more expensive the vodka, typically it's been more filtered. It's better vodka. In the case of bourbon, that's not true. You can buy a cheap twenty dollar bourbon and have a great effing bourbon. Yeah, I mean, there's there's those value buys that are like in that sweet spot price wise. Yeah, um, and that has to do with availability and production and 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 foresight and all of that stuff. Yeah, all those things. I would uh, say that the hundred the bottle and bond again is potentially is a super high value bourbon. Yeah, because it, the for that price point, that flavor profile, you're getting the bean flavor. It's super solid, and it's got a fun, fun history, good bottle, and uh, drink and I, it every day if you want to. And I, I suspect that you'll see it on more and more shelves. Uh, it feels like I said, like a, a old bourbon, and there's you know in this world, uh, everyone's chasing a legacy, and uh, yeah. Great Ed's got one, and I think it's it's worthwhile, uh, you know, keeping your eye on it. And uh, I mean, I love it. I think the flavor is great. Like I, it was the first time where I was like, oh, this is so unique. It's got like, mm-hmm. I mean, I would even argue that it has some chocolate. Uh, it, to me, it's cooking spices, chocolate, but there's a sweetness that runs through it that's uh, really unique. And and you you know you're drinking old granddad. I, I could spot it out in a blind tasting every day of the week. Yeah, me too. I, it has that very distinct smell. It's very iconic feeling. It's one of those, it reminds me of like early times. Yeah. Have you ever had early time? Or like, it's just like you go camping. It's it's not Jack Daniels. 
in the same way as like it's something you everyone buy. It's but people probably take it on their hunting trip. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like a it's a hunting trip bourbon that's not Jack. That is like a little different. That if you don't want that Jack flavor, but you also want to buy just a cheap bourbon to have with your dudes or dudettes or anything in between, this is a fun choice that is going to mix it up from your your nights with Jack. Yeah, or or something high end. Listen, you you don't really want to drink the high the high proof, uh, super expensive, high value bourbons after you've had a couple. Let's be let's be frank, right? I mean, you want to, you shouldn't. Wait, you're saying you've had a couple of bourbons? You've had a couple of really nice bourbons, and now then you're you just wanna... sipping. Yeah, I mean, sip, at, on, some, at sip a... on some OGD. Yeah, well, the one fourteen. I would say sip on the 114 Especially because, hunting, because yeah. I think hunting happens in like the winter and the fall. I've never been hunting. I, I don't, yeah. I, I, I would hate it. I would, I couldn't hurt it. You deer. go outside in the early, it's cold, and then you gotta, yeah, I don't like I like some of these I'm, elements. I like this, it's, it's sort of like meditation. Yeah, it, I get A lot that. of people aren't, you know, the shooting and the hurting the deer is where I would uh, yeah. have trouble, unfortunately. So. Yeah, but hey, if that's your thing, bless you for it. And, uh, you know. It has an important place in the food well, chain. Well, yeah, I guess I just want to make this clear. Like, don't drink it while you're hunting. You hunt all day or whatever you're doing, and then you're at the cat. It's more, okay, let if me just re- rephrase all this. If you're going to operate a gun, <laughs> don't it's best drink, not to drink. Well, if you're Don't gonna, drink and shoot. <laughs> if you're going to operate a gun, it's best to have the 80 proof, not the 114. That's all I'm saying. We're, but we're, again, we're not condoning <laughs> Don't operate a gun if you can avoid while it. While intoxicated, yeah. uh, uh, anything. Absolutely right. Uh, so, old granddad, let's just wrap this thing up. Great bourbon, uh, super sippable and fun, unique flavor. I think it's very distinct. Uh, it's not everyone's thing, and it certainly has. A, it's somewhat taboo. It, it, I, w- I would say it's probably found in more bottom shelves than high shelves, but I think it's got a serious legacy and it has some legs to it. And the uh, bottle and bond, and certainly the one fourteen, are worth the purchase every single time. It's so. a it's a sneaker bourbon. It's, you know, yeah. it's solid. Yeah. It's a sneaker, not a stinker. Hey, this has been the Bourbon Library After Hours, our deep dive into bourbons we've been drinking on our program, the Bourbon Library. Hope you'll tune in uh, to more episodes of the After Hours and more episodes of our mainstay, the Bourbon Library. And please, whenever you can, safely drink alongside us. I agree 100%. Cheers. Subscribe, like, share, do the thing so we can do the thing. To drink is to live. God bless you. That was After Hours. Thanks for listening. Did you like what you heard? Join us at the Bourbon Library for more. And remember to rate, review, and share our show with friends. It's more fun drinking together. All right, until next time, cheers.